content warning. This episode of Podfeels contains misgendering, intense violence, civilian casualties, suicide, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. My name is June Egbert, and I'm so human it hurts. Let's do something about that, shall we? Sunlight is the worst thing God ever did to us. Who the shit? <sighs> Wait. That's me, isn't it? Fuck. My bad, y'all. <sighs> okay. I gotta... Gotta get up. If I can just focus on the sun with my mind, I can zap out there with my brain powers and make that fucker disappear. Then we'll never have to worry about rude hangover wake-ups ever again. Son of a bitch. Daughter of a bitch? Doesn't have the same ring to it. Guess I'm a fucking sexist now, too. Uh, why do... Why are my insides... Not... <sighs> okay. Guess I should open my eyes, huh? Dawn is breaking over the image of Crocker Corp Tower. It is in ruins, toppled over by an unknown force, and left to fall carelessly over the bustling commercial and residential district around it. All the once pristine windows that cover the building's exterior are cracked or shattered. The Crocker Corp logo hanging from the upper floors sports a gaping hole, likely the impact point of whatever it is that toppled the tower. The first few stories are still standing on the tower's original spot, like the stump of a recently felled tree with broken steel beams jutting out of the ruined structure. But of course, the tragedy of this image is not in the collapsed building itself, but rather what ended up between it and the ground. All across its length are splatters and stains in the various colors of the hemospectrum and the bright red of humans and carapations. By the rooftop helipad lies the dead body of a cerulean troll, only their horns visible from under the rubble, cobalt blue blood pooling all around them. They're lucky to still be recognizable, given the state of most of gravity's other present victims. Around the scene, civilians of all species gather, to either help the survivors or gawk at the disaster. And up above, humans and trolls gaze over their balconies and rooftops at the wreckage below. So, are you pleased with yourself? I goddamn near jump out of my skin as I spin around behind me to see... He sees Dirk Strider standing amidst the rubble, sword in hand. A hollow forms in the pits of his stomach as he... It's she now, by the way, you anime-looking doofus. The fuck you want, Strider? Interesting. You seem markedly different from the last time we spoke. Yeah, no shit, dumbass. You mind? I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on. 
I glance away from Cool Kid McSomething over there. Jeez Louise, my Ning Kong game is weak as fuck when I'm hungover. To see the collapse... Guilt begins to seep in as she weighs the cost of what she has done. Will all this collateral be worth it? She's starting to wonder if perhaps she's made a mistake. Will you cut that out? <sighs> Jesus fuck, can't a motherfucker just be alone with her thoughts? Wait, hold up. How are you doing that? Doing what? The goddamn narration thing. Wow, that's a ludicrous mm-hmm. sentence to say out loud. I don't know what you could possibly be talking about. In any case, I feel we have more pressing matters to attend to. For instance, what have you done with Roxy? What? Dude points his sword at me. I'll have to wake up from a wild night on the town to a yuppie wee wee pointing a goddamn katana at me like he's gonna do something. Are those fingerless gloves? I am not in any kind of mood to play a game of verbal cat and mouse with you. There's a first. I will ask again, slowly this time, so you can really hear me. What have you done? Done with Roxy. Yeah, jeez, man, I get it. Fuck. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I literally just woke up. My head is buzzing so hard I can barely tell when I'm... Hold on. The concerningly green loogie splats onto what looks like a big chunk of concrete with rebar stuck out of it all haphazard-like. Looks like that, because that is exactly what it is. Last I saw her, we was sitting around a campfire with Callie, talking about our gender troubles and commiserating over some booze and psychedelic candy. (laughs) Ah, well, that certainly explains a few things. So, I don't know, what the hell crawled up your ass you're thinking that I did something with Roxy? Fair enough, I suppose. The Juju's hangovers are legendarily crippling. How about I show you what crawled up my ass? Maybe it'll jog your memory. Gross. Dirk pulls out his phone, taps his thumbs a few times, and then holds it out to me. Please, feel free to peruse at your leisure. I'm a little weirded out by a strider just handing me his unlocked phone to pilfer through, but whatever. I take it and start swiping, and honestly, this doesn't look- Oh, jeepers, that's bad! May I? Uh, um, what the fuck? I'll take that as consent, then. The first picture is relatively unassuming. A bit of sloppy graffiti on the brick facade of a storefront whose curiously cerulean letters are entirely illegible. Pretty sure it says bunnies over bucks, but go off. Hmm. So it does. The second picture shows a few smashed windows in what appears to be the residential district of the Consort Kingdom. A gaggle of lizards and salamanders are glubnacking their stern disapproval. It goes on like this for several more images. Petty vandalism, defacing public property, seemingly indiscriminate in both locale and function. Not exactly ideal conduct, but hardly the worst thing one could do with their Wednesday night, given the enormous reserves of wealth and clout she possesses as a celebrity and god. She's almost beginning to think Hey, Buckaroonie, don't tell me my thoughts unless you want a good old-fashioned beatdown. Trust me, I ain't afraid to pants a motherfucker. Pardon me. It's become something of a habit at this point, all attempts to restrain myself. 
Returning her attention to the phone, June gets at last to the seventh picture. This is when the tenor of her current social encounter starts to make a bit more sense. First, here is Rose's house. A tree is sticking out of the bedroom window. Next is Dave's home. The roof has been blown off, and there are a few supporting struts that are just a little bit on fire. There is a tag on the wall that says, I love you, Carcat. Lastly is Jade's lab, or rather, the place where Jade's lab once stood. June recognizes the location from the jaunty tree that was once positioned just outside Jade's office window. There is no offending debris, no sign of destruction, just a perfectly spherical hole in the ground. This certainly looks bad, but it's still salvageable as long as... Well, would it be just to kill a few friends who didn't accept your new identity? As June reflects on this possibility, she arrives then at not a picture, but a video, downloaded from social media the prior night. Whoever is holding the camera is physically shaking, breathing with the ferocity of having just run a marathon. On screen is the piercing image of Crocker Corp's headquarters. Little damage has been done to the top, but the tower has been left to fall like a tree, landing wherever the breeze might take it, with its base cleanly cut, as if with an infinitely thin tripwire. It begins to creak, and people in the direction of the oncoming winds attempt to flee from the invading shadow. And attempt, they do. The camera shifts over to a group of people running from the looming, almost serpentine phantasm of the tower falling to its doom. The cacophony of voices grows even louder, as a pair of similar-looking blue-blooded trolls makes their best dash for the exit. Perhaps they're related, but regardless, only one makes it to the finish. She lurches, turning backwards and grabbing the hand of the other troll. They, alongside the rescuer's right arm, are crushed under the debris. The survivor screams violently, attempting to remove herself from under the gargantuan structure to no avail. The blood splatters over the trapped, newly monoplegic troll, her face refusing to reflect on the emotional reality as her body struggles to surround anything but the action of keeping itself alive. The rain and storm begins to wash the blood from her face, blue streaks seeping onto the earth below. The camera operator starts running to offer help, and the video ends unceremoniously. The air fills with an almost tangible silence. June thinks she can still hear screams, but it's unclear whether those are coming from inside or outside her own head. What part of don't tell me my thoughts did you not- There is more. But before she gets a chance to scroll through it, Dirk beckons for his phone back. Oh, uh, right. June hands it- I mean, I hand it over without any fuss. Oops. Did I do that? Yep. Huh. Wait, how can you be sure? Dirk goes back through his picture roll to find- Motherfucker, I don't need your inner monologue! Just show me the damn picture! Oh, fuck. At the base of where the tower once stood, spray-painted in the same childishly inscrutable cerulean scrawl as before, are the words, My name is June Egbert, and I did this. 
Wow, that's, uh... That's a shame. Shame is what you call it when you accidentally knock over your grandmother's casket at a funeral. I would say this falls a lot closer in definition to a war crime. Okay, let's not jump to conclusions. These are these categories of crime. What does this have to do with Roxy? Oh, of course. How could I forget? And again, this nerd with his fucking phone, my guy. You could have just let me scroll through the rest instead of doing this whole dramatic reveal. I mean, seriously, let's just get on with it. After a few decisive swipes. After a few lame finger motions, he holds the dumb thing out for me. Fucking finally. It displays a screenshot of a snap sent from Roxy's phone, which shows... Oh, fuck. Oh, that is bad. What the fuck was I doing last night? Would you like me to take over? Bro, it's a pic of me holding an unconscious Roxy in my arms, flying over some indistinct mountains with a text, You'll never find her without me. I think I can handle that description. Dirk puts his phone away again, nodding with satisfaction at the fact that he took pictures and showed them to another human person, an event we might recognize as the bare minimum required for a picture to perform its literal only function. Jeez, this guy. No wonder Dave is so fucked up. Let's not bring my brother's neuroses into this. In any case, why don't we get back to the matter at hand? He points his sword at me. Again. Yep, those are definitely fingerless gloves. What did you do with Roxy? Uh... Well... I zap the fuck out of there. I'm not sure where I am, but it's definitely not where I just was, and that means it's an improvement. I glance around just to make sure no one else is here, and then I collapse to the ground. Oh, my head hurts so much, and so does my hand. I hold up my right arm to see that my knuckles, fingers, and even a pretty decent chunk of my wrist are bruised and swollen. I try to move it and recoil from the sharp sting of what are almost assuredly broken bones. Did I? No. No way. Did I punch a skyscraper so hard it fell over? I need water. Definitely not going to go anywhere to get some just now, though. Probably a good idea to just lay low and try to figure out what the fuck happened last night. I check my pockets and by some miracle my phone is still on me. The lock screen blasts a choice selection of auto-playing ads at me, such as... Crocker Corp. Tower destroyed by gods. Is atheism our only option? Recent devastation is hurting small businesses. Should we tax them less? Terror grips Earthsea. Left-wing extremists blamed. This just in! Krakakop! Campus collapses! Chaos! Clobbers company! Constabulary confounded! Air sirens. God of breath shows off redesign with public rampage. Where are our gods now? An expose on the fallibility of divine right. Terrorist attack at Krakakop brings widespread destruction. Casualties unknown. 
Suspect still at large. Almost over. Special sale demand. This is a pre-recorded message from the Crocker Corp Disaster Relief Committee. If you are hearing this, there has been a major emergency. Please listen closely and stay tuned for critical safety advisories and further instruction from Crocker Corp and the relevant authorities. Oh, pick up, pick up, pick up. I know you check your phone every ten minutes. You have no life, John. Pick up your fucking phone. Hello, Terezi. Finally. What the fuck is going on? I got a weird message about you from Jade. Apparently she's really worried. Something about an omniscient gender? She was cry-typing, so it was hard to tell exactly what she was saying. I've been trying to call you all night. I've got another one of those... Uh, what the grubbing hell is it again? Feelings? But it's a bad one this time. Say something, John. What's going on? It's June now. I would really appreciate it if you would not refer to me by any other name. Oh shit. June. Fucking finally, June. That is the best news. June is a great name. It suits you like fitted workplace attire. Except it's something you don't dread putting on every day before going into work at the Legislative Bureau of Instigations. Honestly, I've been waiting years for you to finally realize... Wait. Was that an eight? Yes, it was. Why are you doing Vriska's thing? I feel like I shouldn't have to tell you why that makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Uncomfortable. That is interesting. Comfort is a fickle thing. It can make one complacent. June, are you okay? This is very concerning. A lot of people have been telling me about their concerns today. Would you like to know what I am concerned about? Yes, please. (laughs) Tell me what's going on. I am concerned that none of these people really appreciate exactly who it is they are dealing with. I am concerned that they think they can treat me like a doormat and get away with it. I am concerned that if I really want them to hear me, my only option will be to fuck some shit up. June, what is this about? This doesn't sound like you. You are not the first person to make that observation today. Frankly, I am a little tired of everyone I know presuming to tell me what does or does not sound like me. I am me. No one else gets to decide what that means. Isn't that right, Teresi? You said as much yourself. I am my only obstacle. Well, Teresi, consider me thoroughly. 
out of my own way. Jin, what's happening? I'm calling Jade. Talk to me, please. Why is this loser's thief's base dog not picking up? June, what did you do? I'm coming back. Please don't make me hurt you, Egbert. Oh boy. Oh boy, 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 oh boy. I may have fucked up. I think I fucked up really goddamn bad. I mean, I knew I was pissed off, but this? This is just excessive. This is... Did I? Did I hurt my friends? With my left hand, I speed dial Dave. No response. Jade? No response. Jane? Nothing. Rose? You. What the fuck did you do? I am going to cut you I feel sick to my stomach. Woozy. How did that recording even happen? What else do they have? GPS data? My camera? Oh god, tell me they don't have my searches. Wait. GPS. Oh, fuck! I rolled out of the way just in time to avoid Dirk's swords that cut through the tree I was leaning against. It does that cool anime thing where the top half slowly slides down the perfect laceration before tumbling to the ground. Before I can get up, he's at me again, panic and make a gust of air strong enough to push his sword out of a killing blow and into a small cut on my arm. Blood bubbles up out of it and drips down into the grass. Finally, I find my footing and see dirt coming in for a thrust. I fumble for the hammer of Brilliant Who and... Ballistic Body Check! feels like a very long time. I am pretty sure I am about to die. Something microscopic shifts in his expression. A line of my blood slides down the blade and trips onto his shoes. It blends in almost perfectly. I am going to give you precisely one chance. 
I like the sound of that. Of course you do. Trickster mode inhibits people's self-control, but it does not fundamentally alter their drive as independent human beings. What you did last night is what you wanted to do. And the fact that you had both the will and the power to carry out that want is truly humbling and horrifying. And a fact that assuredly merits a just execution. However, if I kill you now, this is the world I'm stuck with. Dead friends, injured civilians, and a staggering excess of property damage. I have plans, June Egbert. I am not going to let you spoil them. So I am going to give you one chance. He leans in close. So close I can smell his sweat. Fix this. With that, he returns his sword to its sheath and lets me drop to the ground. I cough a bit. I think maybe every part of me is in pain. When I try to stand up, all I manage is to tumble back down. Dirk looks at me from over his shoulder. If I were you, I would leave soon. Kanaya is close by, and I doubt she'll share my mercy. Finally, I prop myself up against a tree, swaying a bit as all the blood rushes back to my head. Dirk is walking away, stoic as fuck and probably celebrating his perfectly executed anime rival battle. Dirk. He stops and looks at me. I can't read his expression beneath those wildly angular sunglasses. I'm sorry. You like to get really <laughs> fucked up. For the love of all that is jolly and good, do not give me that sucker! Podfields, Episode 6, Game Over. Director, Derek Escado. Assistant Director, Fender Jess. My name's Jess, and I voice June. You can find me on Tumblr at Fender Jess. Hi there, I'm Paravelix, and I voice Dirk Strider. You can find me at paravelix.tumblr.com. My name is May, I play Rose, and you can find me on Tumblr at Leica-SYS. I'm Jay, or Sukhokage1, and I play Dave. You can find me online at various places linked from my website at sixy.name. That is S-I-X-Y dot N-A-M-E. My name is Ashlyn Harley. I voice Roxy Lalonde. You can find me at gleamingmoonlight.neocities.org. My name is Dare, and I played Jade Harley. You can find me at Dare0451 on Tumblr. Terezi Pyro, performed by Caffeinated Constellations. Guest appearance by Generally Cobalt. Findable at rage.love slash at sign cobalt. Ash as John Egbert. You can find me on twitch.tv slash crystal driver. I'm Friska of the Hadle System, and I voice Friska. You can find me at Pataphysicer on Tumblr, Twitter, co-host, and Shrek.club. Hi, my name's Leo, and I played Kanaya. Hi, 
My name's Vita, and I played Calliope. Voice cameos. Sophia, the internet's beloved Princess Grace, Sarah Zedek, BQ, and Kate Mitchell. Production. Derek Escado, Fender Jess, Hadel System, Julia Floyd, and Stage Lights. Audio editors. Ashlyn Harley, Derek Escado, Julia Floyd, and Stage Lights. Music in order of appearance. Red Sucker by Calibration from Cherubim. Scream only. Wherever the Breeze Takes This by DJ Terezi from I Dreamed of Feeling Better, Volume 1. Carnival by Malcolm Brown from Cherubim. Adaptational Writers. Ashlyn Harley, Derek Escado, Fender Jess, Julia Floyd, Paravelix, and Tulips. Podfeels adapted from Godfeels by Sarah Zedek. Godfeels based on Homestuck by Andrew Hussey. Podfeels is looking for new volunteers. We are especially looking for audio editors, adaptational writers, and musicians. Cast and crew links are in the description. For inquiries or to get involved in the project, contact at dare0451 on Tumblr or Twitter, or podfeels at Tumblr or Twitter. Thank you for listening, and look forward to more. Dirk. I'm sorry. You're still listening, aren't you? (sighs) Of course you are. I wasn't kidding when I told June I had plans. There's a story everyone needs to hear, and I'm the one who needs to tell it. Or, well, some other me. As for me, I failed. A flip of the cosmic coin has rendered my entire life completely inessential. The me Egbert is heading back into the jaws of. He will get things back on track. But I will never get to see our labors bear fruit. If you're here listening to this, you know enough about me to figure out where this is going. This... This is where I get off. Now you know what the content warning was for, I guess. Mm -hmm. 